Welcome to Humane Voices, the official podcast of the Humane Society of the United States. So you have listened to all the new pot, new episodes of Smartless, new episodes of My Favorite Murder, and now you come crawling back to us, your ninth favorite podcast. Uh, we are glad you're here. Should I chide the audience, Carrie? That's not the best start. <laughs> what for for making us only ninth rather than i mean like we could be 302nd for all we know i mean ninth is good that's yeah, good that's good yeah. uh so i'm chad i'm filling in for our co typical co-host kelly regular co-host kelly is she typical i don't know regular co-host kelly hopefully she's relaxing during some much needed time off uh, to my left is the real star of the show, Carrie. Hooray. Am All I really good? to your left? I don't know. It's something. <laughs> I mean, people... we're talking politically or <laughs> on screen. I'm I'm under you and you're up top. But like, I mean, if we're getting into the whole political dynamics, I don't know if I'm to your left or to your right. It's a good question, Chad. We should discuss it. Well, yeah. that's a whole nother episode right. we're going to have yeah. to get into. So we've got some good news at the start of this show. We just passed our 100th episode. Hooray. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Congrats to us. We are the best. Uh, <laughs> the God, the number of episodes 100 finally exceeds the size of our audience, uh, which is sad. Uh, I'm just kidding. We've got dozens and dozens more than that. Um, so is this you're you're smart. Is this considered a centennial episode Would that? Is that the right? It, is it is it centennial reflecting how old we feel? Oh, because is it so, is that then, only age? Um, it's not yeah, anniversary. I think it's, no. Well, I mean, it probably it may be it may be. I don't know. It just it just feels like the podcast is a hundred years old. <laughs> it's it's old. It's young on the inside. That's right. So we're celebrating also this uh, this episode because we're recording in August, and this is National Dog Month. That's very Yay exciting. For dogs. Yay. Yay for dogs. So kicking things off, Carrie, did you see, I hope everybody saw this news story. It was hysterical. This bike thief with a heart of gold who was stealing the uh, bicycle from the open garage and stops to pet the dog for a while. The heart of gold for dogs, but apparently <laughs> not for people. Uh, and, a, and a yen for bicycles. Uh, yeah. It's an interesting it, combination. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that, he a bike thief walks into an open garage. I guess the camera footage comes from a security camera or something and he's walking out with this very expensive bicycle and uh a dog comes out to say hi and he stops and pets the dog and for a few minutes so he he you know i'm kind of torn because he's a thief he's stealing a very expensive Wait, but he's bicycle. an animal person chad we <laughs> have, he's, he's, he's one so, of us so good to the doggy <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, that yes. was a very... I mean, how much do you forgive for somebody being really, really nice to the dog of the house that they're... <laughs> right. Your Honor, I petted the dog. Uh, so that was that's very fun to talk about during National Dog Month. But we have actually got some victories here at the Humane Society of the United States and Humane Society International. We do, but we should talk a little bit more about Bike Guy. I mean, like one of the reasons <laughs> that this is so great is is like, I mean, it's a great example of, of something I feel like we see all the time in our movement in the world, which is dogs bring out the best in us, That's right? True. Here's yeah, an actual thief stealing from the house and he takes the time to pet the dog because dogs are awesome. That is yeah. totally true. You're totally right. That that And that's why... It's not just National Dog Day, it's National Dog Month, right? Right. And according to Floof, who is sleeping nearby, uh, every day is National Dog Day. <laughs> and every month is National Dog Month. And I think that probably many of us feel that as well. So It's every day of the year. Um, yes. So we do have some victories we wanted to mention uh, during National Dog Month. We've had some great ones recently. Um, the Beagles, Carrie, you want to mention that? 
super exciting. I mean, it's really, I mean, I think back at what our organization and so many organizations around the country were doing at this time last year. This is the, it's the anniversary of when we pulled uh, nearly 4,000 beagles out of a a place that was breeding them where they would have been used for research. And we were just so, we were so excited to be able to get to work on this project and so happy to see these dogs in better places. So many of them have gone to amazing loving homes and it was really just a great moment where the, the field came together. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of work and a lot of other groups did some work to get the dogs out in the first place, but this could not have happened without amazing shelters and rescue groups all over the country who took these animals in during a time when they're already sort of really overwhelmed with lots of animals in their kennels, by the way, go adopt, go adopt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to adopt a beagle, but go adopt. Um, and they were incredibly generous with their time and their resources in getting these amazing beagles placed. And these these dogs would be living very different lives if if um, there hadn't been this incredible intervention on behalf of like uh, uh, so many groups. So I'm uh, gosh, it's got to be hundreds of placement partners did did a lot of work on this stuff. Um, it was a lot anyway. So what I just learned, aside from the amazing work of our placement partners, put you know giving good homes for all these loving beagles, um, nearly 4,000 of them. We ourselves at the staff at Humane Society International and Humane Society of the United States took on and adopted some of these dogs. It was, I think it's more than a dozen dogs have been, are now in homes of staff. That's crazy. This um, does not surprise me at all, Chad. I mean, this is probably something we should, I mean, for legal reasons, when we have all of our new positions listed on our website, if you're looking at those now, you should probably read the small print that says, if you come and work here, you will get a beagle. Uh, we won't get you a beagle within the first two hours of your employment. You will take on some sort of animal. Um, I am, of course, kidding, but but only only sort of. You want a beagle? I can get you a beagle, dude. <laughs> exactly. We can get you a beagle by three o'clock this afternoon and possibly... Some cats, maybe a pit bull, who knows? So there was a nice article about all the dogs, uh, more than a dozen that were adopted. I just wanted to quickly, just for those individual owners and dogs, I wanted to name these dogs who have gone home to loving homes with our staff. So here we go. Here's a bunch of names of these dogs. Walter, Doris, Bailey, Sonny, Tito, Daisy, George, Norman, Jane, Riley, Piper, and Bailey part two. I think there are two Baileys. Gordy. Franny and Enzo. Yay. Enzo. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love lovely, it. Lovely. Now that when I read off those names, this is ridiculous. This is what I thought, Carrie. Goodwill hunting when Mark Matt Damon is listing <laughs> his fake brothers to Skylar. Can you remember them all? I'm I wrote them down <laughs> and I'm gonna bring out my worst Boston accent right now. Okay, ready? I'm not gonna do it justice, but here we go. If anybody remembers this movie, this will put you right back in it. Maki, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. Say it again. <laughs> I know. I know. He did it twice in the movie. I, it's, I'm reading it, and I'm wor so much worse than Matt Damon. Yeah, I think your references are more sophisticated than mine, because looking at that list, I thought of sneezy, dopey, grumpy, bashful, <laughs> and Doc. Enzo is the Doc. Enzo that. is Doc. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. I love it. Uh, so the Beagles anniversary, we also had uh, a recent dogfighting rescue out of North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte in Gaston County. Yeah. Uh, we pulled 14 dogs out of an alleged dogfighting situation. That's always just a great, great situation where we can get 
those dogs out of a terrible situation and uh, into a situation where they'll be rehabbed and yeah. hopefully find some homes. Yeah. And these dogs apparently just had a, a tremendous amount of scarring. This was it was not a big rescue in terms of the number of dogs, but apparently just sort of the the scarring that our team saw just sort of indicated that these dogs had just really been through a lot, which yeah. is just it's really nice being able to think that they are going to a new new and better place. Absolutely. So and then the third piece we wanted to mention is we've had a we've mentioned the dog meat campaign on this uh, this show before, but we had a recent uh, victory in Indonesia. We usually talk about South Korea with the dog meat campaign, which is where a lot of the work mm -hmm. happens, but Indonesia is also part of it as well. There's a uh, market with lots of, I was going to say fruits and vegetables, but I think it's a lot of animals for sale animals. at these markets. I think it was even Nick, it, it's called the Tomahawn Market. Extreme Market. Extreme, that's what I was going to say. They I even know, call it, very, it that. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. So when, you know, with the, the fact that they even call it the Extreme Market, because when I first saw it, I assumed that was just something we were calling it because right. it was so extreme. But apparently the market called itself Extreme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had a whole section, I guess, in this market of dog and cat slaughter where they would slaughter the dogs and cats for their meat um and our team at humane society international worked with these vendors and got them to shut it down and they they got uh the local government involved and they signed an order saying uh no more dog and meat dog and cat meat uh at this market so that's kind of a that's it's a very really cool exciting. victory these that's dogs are just treated awfully national dog month yeah yeah exactly all over the world it's crazy mm -hmm. Um, so, Carrie, I, w I wanted to jump into some trivia just real quick um, that I read about online. So take it with a grain of salt because God only knows it's on the Internet. But these are the most the current most popular doggy names. All right. Let's go through it. The current most popular ones. I bet our audience has at least one of these dogs names in their house. Uh, okay. All right. Number one, Bella. I've heard of a Bella before. Okay. Yeah, uh, Luna. Mm -hmm. Luna, then Max. Oh, I love Max as a dog name. That's Max good. Is just like it's just so so dog like. So you know, <laughs> Max. Yes, it's dog like. Uh, Daisy, which is certainly mm -hmm. a classic. Charlie, Coco. Coco I don't know where yep. Coco comes from, but that's good. It's a good name. Buddy. Huh? Wasn't Clinton's dog named Buddy or cat named Buddy or something right. a while yeah. ago? Yeah. Um, Buddy and socks, right? Those. Oh, Clinton, you carry yeah. your memory is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, Milo. Lucy and Bailey, which Bailey, we had just had two Baileys on our oh, list exactly. of beagles. So that, right. that's the trend followers. Excellent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Lucy, you at one point in your life had a Lucy in your life. Is that right? I have a Lucy right now. As there we go. Said. Perfect. Um, and, and in fact, you know, I was going to say that, you know, you see a lot of these sort of strong sort of two syllable dog names. And I, I think I read years ago that this is one of the things that dogs really like these sort of simple names that are sort of strong vowel, strong vowel, where mm. they're, they're easy to hear. They're easy to call. Also, like Daisy, Charlie, Coco, they're sort of names that dogs can really like. Hello, I oh, hear my, I, that's me. That's me. Um, so yes, we have a we have a beagle, um, not from the the uh, the beagle uh, the big beagle response, but a an earlier beagle beagle response that we were involved in. Her full name actually. Um, because she's a little redneck girl, is uh, Lucinda Piggly Wiggly. Um, so, uh, but Lucy for short. And then, um, as as one of her one of her many rescuers is uh, forever berating me about the fact that really what we call her most of the time is Oinky Pig. So <laughs> probably probably not a name 
that appears on the most popular dog names, um, but she does not seem to mind, and she oinks quite a bit, so uh, we felt it was appropriate. That is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Piggly Wiggly. Um, mm-hmm. So what that got all this list of the best names got me thinking about the worst dog names out there. So I quickly Googled this and found a very unofficial list with some of my favorites on here. Uh, the first one is awesome. Stinker Bell. I love that. Stinker Bell. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a bad name. That's a good one. It's funny. I love that name. And I love that. I mean, this is yet another of a questionable internet research thing because it's like, <laughs> really, are there a lot of people out there giving their dog the yeah. name Stinker Bell? Okay. Yeah. It's the internet, people. Just yeah. take it easy. Uh, other ones for worst dog names were Cujo. If you remember <laughs> Stephen, you, Stephen King's, King. yeah, yeah, Stephen King's yep. book, and then a movie followed about a dog trying to just kill everyone he meets. Um, Bear, there was Bear, which I kind of like as a dog I name. Love bear as a name, but I think the point in this list was that you can't go camping with a dog named Bear because he'll run around and then the owner will run around screaming, Bear, Bear, and then <laughs> chaos ensues. So, one unique situation, yes, I know, is, I know, is basically making we can't name a dog Bear. <laughs> no, just don't go camping. Come on, stay yeah, home and well, eat bonbons like sensible people. That is a sentiment is I agree there. with. Yeah, uh, and then there's lots of those unfortunate names which indicate that the dog is going to be aggressive or something that seems like always a bad idea like killer or something like that or yeah god, god forbid does uh, anyway lots of bad such a thing at animal shelters right i mean animal shelters have have done um so much to make sure that when they're out there sort of placing dogs and when people are going into their kennels that you're seeing names that are more like daisy charlie and coco and not killer and cujo which is really <laughs> a good idea although frankly we have a very our other dog our small auxiliary backup dog floof um actually i would he's a chihuahua and i actually would love to name a chihuahua cujo and i think that many animal shelter people would say that you know Chihuahuas are the dogs that potentially, you know, most deserve the name Cujo a lot of the time. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what is, wait, fl- tell everybody where Floof comes from, the name. So we have we have Lucy, Piggly Wiggly, Oinky Pig, and then on the other sort of sophisticated European side of the of the equation, we have Floof, whose whose name is short for Hans Floofer. He was named after the uh, Alan Rickman diehard terrorist because he is a tiny terrorist. So <laughs> who's Alan uh, Gruber, right? It's yes, Hans, Hans Gruber, yes, but it's Hans, Hans Floofer. Hans Floofer is is yeah. We don't actually call him Hans Floofer because when you know speaking of things, you don't want to run through the neighborhood screaming Hans Floofer. <laughs> It's very tricky <laughs> to scream out loud and have people not think you're a psycho. So that's funny. Uh, and then the last one on the worst names. This is terrible. Uh, this was actually on a list. The worst names for a dog, Chad. An audience, my name is Chad. And my name was on a worst dog's name list. That's terrible. How I might do you have feel to. About that, Chad? I'm going to rename myself. It's either Bailey or Stinker, Stinker Bell, I think. Uh, I'll rename <laughs> myself. You've always been a stinker bell in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, just out of curiosity, did you do a search on the worst human names list to see if it might have been? I might have been on the worst internet sites list. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna so I'm gonna jump ahead You're a little bit now, dude. You, you have cemented that. I'm sorry. I've been called so much worse. <laughs> uh, the so Carrie, the top state. This was kind of interesting. Lots of states legalizing marijuana now. There's a lot of them now. So what are the states that get the most calls about dogs accidentally consuming edibles like THC or marijuana edibles, which obviously is not hopefully not intentional, right? The dog is hungry and he finds his way into some snack or something. What are the, what are those, what do you think the number one state is that gets the most calls about that? Is there a heat map of this out there somewhere? (laughs) I mean, is it, is it centered around Woodstock, New York? (laughs) 
this is incredibly scientific. So watch okay. your P's and Q's. I mean, obviously, I would go immediately for for California. That uh, would be my uh, guess. That would be my immediate guess. And then I would say, okay, Woodstock, New York, Austin, Texas. Where else? Uh, interesting. So, oh, that, uh, so this is just by state. That's interesting. My guess would have been California. That's mm-hmm. number two. Number one, okay. think Yosemite Sam. Where would he have been? The cartoon characters, Yosemite Sam, where he would have been from. Texas. I think Yosemite is actually in California, isn't it? Gosh, dang it. I have screwed up my own. Oh, forget it. But we're, he is he is a rootin' tootin' little Texan. So we're I cutting this all out. Forget it. I forgot Yosemite is not in Texas at all. Good Lord. All right. Anyway, Sam might be from Texas. I don't know. There are cowboys in California, too. Uh, so Texas, California, New York, Florida, Michigan were the top states for uh unfortunate uh, THC edible consumption. Okay, so, so this is a call out from the Humane Society. Come on, Texas, California, New York, Florida, Michigan, do better. Do better with your control of your uh, semi-nominally legal substances <laughs> and, and making sure your dogs don't get into them. Don't put your dog They're not that. good for your dogs. No. They are not good for your dogs. Hopefully everybody knows that by now, but that's a good PSA. Yeah. Um, so give your dog a big hug from... Uh, from Humane Voices for uh, National Dog Month. Yay. And we wanted to, uh, so we've got a whole list, 100 episodes down, but we've got a lot more to go. We've got a whole list of topics for the future. And we were going to list some here and see which ones you guys were excited about or more excited about. We are, we'd love to hear from you. So let us know, get out your email machine and email us at podcast at humanesociety.org. Um, so I was going to go over some of the topics. Carrie, you want to kick it off? I bet you've got the list in front of you. Sure. Uh, one of them, uh, which I'm going to just answer right off the bat, is can I live with a pet if I'm allergic? And the answer is yes. But let's do a <laughs> podcast on it anyway. <laughs> you blew it. People, oh. We should tell people how you live with it. That's how, true. Yes. how you live with a pet if you're allergic, because it's more complicated than just saying yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are some ways to mitigate that. And so you deal with that. Occasionally. Yep. How, how often do you deal with that, you think? Uh, you know, um, well, I think both my husband and I are a little bit allergic to the dogs. Um, but wow. we don't have cats because we are both much more allergic to cats. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Could, yeah, I think we could we could get shots for it, but as a needle phobe, I have not made that commitment. Um, I know um my my little sister is very allergic to cats and she's had cats for years and oh, has wow. made it work really well. Yeah. So people make it work. So yeah, we're gonna absolutely. tell you some hints on how to make it work. Um, we're going to tell you what to do if you find a lost uh, dog or cat, or even exactly. if you find a stray dog or yep. stray cat. Yeah. If your pet goes missing, um, there are different strategies to use. You know, there's all sorts of things and the way you would look for and where you would look for a dog and a cat are very different. It's very interesting. Those two animals behave very differently when they get out of your house. I had a friend who went through a really hellish thing with her cat the past past uh, year where but the whole town got involved, like the they would because the, the cat would appear on some you know security cams, and it was in this little town in Pennsylvania. And every now and then there would be a white cat spotting, and she did eventually get the cat back. But there are all sorts of techniques you can use and websites that will be really helpful for you if you if you've lost a cat or if you found a dog or a cat. Well, good. That's so that's a good topic. We'll do. Um, we were going to talk about this has been a battle for years. Um, outdoor cats, people who sometimes keep their cats outdoors. Uh, versus wildlife or, you know, mm-hmm. there's birds out there that cats kind of 
stock and all that stuff. Anyway, there's been a whole battle going on for years, but we've got two experts, one in the wildlife camp and one in the companion animals camp, and we're going to talk it out and we're going to get yes. to the bottom of it. The battle has reached a detente. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've talked a little bit about it on the show before. We'll talk about decline cats and how that's becoming those bands are sweeping the nation. So we'll talk yep. about that a little bit. That's great. Good, good um, we're going to cats. Maybe absolutely. we should plan that for National Cat Month. Oh, hmm. ooh, there's got to be a National idea. Cat Month. We should investigate. If there's right. not, we should claim discrimination because that's really a problem <laughs> if there's not a National Cat Month. Uh, so we will talk about, um, we mentioned it earlier, but our dog meat campaign, um, we were going to go into that a little bit with a deeper dive and talk about all the victories we've had there and what kind of progress we're making. So that'll be exciting. And then last but not least, we haven't had Kitty Block, our president and CEO on the show in a very long time. I think she's ducking us. I think she doesn't want to face the tough questions. She's probably afraid that we're going to try to declaw her. <laughs> she's <laughs> Kitty. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> I was we there. Not That's awesome. Kitty Block on the show. In fact, we will have Kitty explain why she has not been declawed because it's inhumane. That but is awesome. It would be great I, that, to get Kitty back. Yes. <laughs> declawing Kitty. I love it. Um, that is it for us. We talked about absolutely nothing, uh, but accomplished uh, very little as well. So this was a great episode. That's um, why we're your ninth favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Um, get your pets spayed and neutered. I took that from Bob Barker. You see what I did? Fantastic. Uh, and don't name them Chad. <laughs> that's right. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> My therapist is going to get an earful tomorrow. Uh, we will see you next time on Humane Voices. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you, Chad. Bye. Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.